year of high school, I got a call one Sunday in March that I wouldn't have school for the next two weeks. COVID had finally made its way to Minnesota. At that point, I didn't know I wouldn't be seeing my high school friends outside of a computer screen again, walk for graduation, or be able to see people on my birthday. Before my birthday, I didn't get a single card. Thought it was because people were too busy with COVID. On April 15th, I sat down and opened my last present, a shoebox filled with cards. Some were from great aunts who send an update every year. Others were from people from middle school who I hadn't seen since 2016. One was a video of one of the other editors from my school paper who thanked me for mentoring and teaching her that year. My sister had reached out to all of them. It had been a month since the shutdown. That was the first time I came close to crying. I like the color green, reading copious amounts of poetry, and tofurkey burritos. I'm Gabe Waver. Uh, I like snowmobiling, flaming hot Cheetos, and eating Kit Kats without breaking them. And I'm Molly Wilson. I like sparkling water, reading, and plain lattes. What? Yes. Okay, so my roommate will judge me. She thinks that the reason I won't get a latte that's like not with flavor is because I'm just too picky to pay the 90 cent upcharge, but I legitimately just don't want a flavor. I feel that. I feel that. I thought I was the only one. (laughs) Welcome to the Modern Story Podcast, episode one. Today we're telling stories about looking back and appreciating what you have. You know, Molly, I really love how you started out with this story. COVID hit all of us super hard, and I think that it is so, so, so important to pay attention to the love and connection we still did have, which kind of goes along with not wasting a single moment. It's kind of cliche to say, but you really should live every moment to its fullest. I say this not only because time is a precious asset, but also because I feel like we all get wrapped up in the terrible, terrible details of the now don't really take time to enjoy and I think that we usually end up regretting that. Thanks Marina and also I agree. I also like how you start with this story. Uh, I think it's really important that we stay connected with our connected with our loved ones. Thanks. Let's get started with Marina and her story called 8,005 Miles Away. steam-filled air tumbled past me towards the vent above my head. I turned off the shower of my Phoenix apartment and opened the door. Droplets of water cascaded down onto my pink Walmart bathrug, and I shivered as the frigid air conditioning met my blistering hot skin. I looked down at my phone that sat on the gray floor next to the shower and pressed my damp finger onto the dark screen. It lit up, and I was met with a picture of my striped cat staring back at me and the numbers... One, one, one. Nothing. Not even a text. I slid down to the floor and sat there in a soggy white towel-covered ball. My mom had forgot my 20th birthday. I turned the phone over and combed through my hair with my fingers. The fears that had been building in a thick cloud above my head all day instantly fell in a torrential downpour. How could my own mom forget to wish me a happy birthday? Is she okay? Why Why is she not? All of a sudden, my phone screen lit up, and the tiny bathroom was filled with the sound of bells. I turned my phone over, and a photo I had taken of my mom for a newspaper article in my reporting one class beamed back at me. It was my favorite. Mom? 
Oh, honey, I... The air was silent, and I held it in my chest with anticipation. My eyes burned at the meek sound of her voice, and the walls around me began to close in. Are you okay, Mom? I'm sorry I forgot to wish you a happy birthday. She took a breath in, and I could tell she was holding back tears just as I was. It's okay, Mom. It's okay. She went on to tell me that she was very sick and that the doctors of the small Thai clinic she had gone to could not identify what was happening with her. She had to be dragged to the bathroom on a towel and could barely eat or drink. She was so wrapped up in her pain that she had forgotten my birthday. Even though she was 8,005 miles away in Thailand, we both cried together as if we were back in my old room surrounded by tapestries and old vinyls. I had never been so scared for her in my life, and I didn't know if the I love you that I gave her as I hung up the phone that night would be my last. I had been so caught up in my newfound independence at the time that I never made the effort to talk to her anymore. I was swept into a fast-paced social life, and much of my time was consumed by homework. I had forgotten one of the most important things in life, to make sure the people you love know that. Today, on my 21st birthday, I called my mom and I told her that I love her. One, two, three, four. Well, Marina, I, I really like how you started with that story. Uh, my question is, has your relationship with your mother changed since the events of your story? If so, how? Um, first of all, thank you. Uh, my relationship with my mom has definitely changed a lot since then, and even like from now to high school. I've really become more appreciative of the time that I get with her, whether it be over the phone or in person. And now that I live in the same state as her, I really try to like take at least a couple days out of the week to go and see her because you know you have to appreciate every moment and take all the time that you can with the people you, that you love while they're on this planet. That's awesome. I'm so glad you know that. Um, so what was that first conversation after your birthday like with your mom? Um, I definitely would say that I um, was thankful for having every single moment again on the phone with her. Um, and it was definitely a relief to know like even all the conversations after that while she was still stuck in Thailand, it was really a relief to, to know that um, I could still talk to her and be on the phone with her and that I would see her again eventually. So, yeah. Here is Gabe in a story called Everything is Happening Too Fast. I'm 17, living in college with a bunch of adults through the PSEO program. I'm in classes that are harder than 16-year-old me could imagine. I left my family, friends, dogs, cats, rabbits, chickens, and all my free time a year early because why not? There are many reasons why I shouldn't have. Firstly, I don't know how to end a conversation. I've tried everything from just saying see you later to I have to go to the bathroom that's 20 feet from where we're standing. I always find a way to make it awkward. It's like my brain can't think fast enough to respond to the quick hello from my professor walking past me. The few times I, I am successful, it always turns out we are going in the same direction to our CWC small group class that I had no clue we were in together. 
leading to a long silence. I don't even know how to end a short conversation, like when I check in the DC and Geetha says, have a nice lunch, my brain thinks, my brain blanks, and I say, you too. I don't know what the settings in the washer or dryer of the 2.5 floor of Egrin do. Should I be using cold water, hot water, low heat, high heat, lightly soiled, maybe heavy soil? It seems like no matter what I try, my clothes always come out wrinkled. After that, I take the walk of shame back down the stairs to my Shrek-themed floor with my clean, wrinkled laundry in my hands, struggling to unlock the always locked floor door. I don't know how to cook anything that isn't ramen noodles. I always take it out too quickly, and they're sort of cooked, but they stay in the square shape, so they're kind of weird to eat. And when I make toast, uh, I always burn it. I feel like my life is a movie playing at two times speed, and I'm sitting all the way in the back right corner of the movie theater behind Jaquiel O'Neal's massive traps and shoulders, trying to read the captions and understand what is happening. But no matter what I do, I will never be able to understand the plot. I'm left with questions that I don't have the answer to, like why did I do cross country for three years? Why did I leave home to go to college a year early? I don't know if I regret giving up that one year of freedom, my mom's cooking, my pets, and my senior year of my small town high school. All I know is that things are moving too fast for me to have time to look back. One, two, three, four. Wow. Wow. Really hit the nail on the head with that one, Gabe. Thank you for sharing. I feel like we can all relate to this, and I definitely have days where everything just kind of hits me at once, and I realize, like, oh yeah, I have to choose my career and finish up school and decide where I want to buy a house and where I'm going to fit in having kids and all of this. All in what seems like too short of a time. Yeah, I totally agree. You summarize that feeling so well. Gabe, was there any certain event that made you want to write about this? Uh, I wouldn't say it was one event that changed everything, but it was it was a couple of different events. Um, but the biggest biggest change or the biggest event uh, would be going to PSEO on campus this year, living two and a half hours away from home. Yeah, Gabe, what have you enjoyed about the vast nature of college? Uh, probably just uh, the community at Bethel. Um, I'm always staying up late till like the ones and twos. There's always something to do, and it's it's never boring. So. It's always nice. Here is Molly and her story called Three Couches Ago. I shouldn't be a sports fan. In elementary school, I had to go to vision therapy because if you tried throwing a ball at me, I either couldn't see it or would just watch it hit me. My German immersion school didn't offer any sports. Instead, we had a soccer unit in every gym class every year. I never got better. And yet... I often find myself at Twins games with my dad or sitting on a sectional filled with seven people watching the Vikings-Packers game in my basement. I've been going to baseball games with my family since I was born. My dad is a Twins fan, and as a gift for his 26th year at the same horticulture company, he got season tickets, 20 tickets in the sections behind first base. We used to sit in the nosebleeds at the Metrodome. I could never find the ball. Then I went to kindergarten, and we really... We released. 
Then I went to kindergarten, and we realized I couldn't see much of anything. Granted, this year I still lose the ball, but that's usually because I'm trying to take the perfect picture. The ball is floating in midair. The batter is ready to swing, and the runners are all in between bases, itching to run. For the last three couches, the Turnquists have come over to watch the Vikings game after church. Slowly, everyone but my younger sister has gone off to college, which means the couch isn't always as full anymore. But for a Vikings-Packer game, that's not the case. The Turnquists are from Green Bay, which means one brother will have on a Vikings jersey and the other one a Packers jersey. Because, at least if they're at our house, they can wear the Packers jersey with only a little mocking. Watching baseball with my dad means contemplating why Louisa Rice's belt is so shiny. Looking over to realize we both have the same engaged posture as we stare down the batter, and enough dollar dogs to make us both sick. Watching football every Sunday means only talking during commercial breaks, complaining about Kirk Cousins randomly falling over so he won't get hurt, and eating delicious homemade enchiladas and a cast iron pan cookie after weeks of DC pizza. Because who else can I refer to Laquan Treadwell as good old stone hands with? No explanation needed. Talk about the precious gem of the NFL Aaron Rodgers' need for a haircut. Or pester whenever I have questions about the game. One, two, three, four. Scott doesn't keep that in. I also think Aaron Rodgers needs a better fade. His hair and his fade have been so terrible for so many seasons. Anyway, my question is, when you are watching sports, do you focus more on the game or uh, talking to the people with you? A little bit of both. When the game is on, we have been well trained not to talk. But during commercial breaks, we are very chatty. So I have zero clue about anything that you guys are talking about, but um, <laughs> there's like a million reasons why you should absolutely hate sports, Molly. How do you have any interest in them? Oh, it is absolutely the people, um, especially since I'm at college and they're at different colleges. It's one of the only times that I can see them, which means it's just even better now. I feel that for sure. I take up the opportunities that I can to see my family and friends these days because I'm always busy. I'm doing homework or I'm in classes a lot. <laughs> I need to burp again, Scott. I'm so bad. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm so glad we're finishing up with your story and I really love how you find time in okay i'm just gonna start over that where are we yeah i I think we've gone so far off the script like we're just like looking for the words and i'm like that is not what is happening (laughs) okay oh we're down there okay should we just start over this whole entire snippet no it's fine no 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 let's let's stop uh okay okay I really love how you find light in the time passing by, Molly, and how you make the most of it. Thank you so much. So, what have we learned today? 
Well, firstly, I'd like to say I learned more about sports than I have in the last 21 years. More importantly, I learned that time flies and we really need to learn how to appreciate all of the moments we have with the people around us. I agree with that. Uh, we need to appreciate uh, the time that we have left and always live in the moment. I also learned that apparently Gabe stays up till 1 or 2 a.m., which is insane because I'm usually in bed at 11.30. Yeah, that's pretty daunting, Gabe. You better get some more sleep. All right. Seriously. We want to thank some people for helping us out on this Modern Story podcast at Bethel University in St. Paul, Minnesota. Thanks to Professor Chris... I'm sorry, I don't know how to say that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yep. All right. Thanks to Professor Chris Schaffner and his teaching assistants for maintaining the podcast studio and giving us access to it. Thanks to writers like Christopher Scotton and Louisa May Alcott who inspired our stories. Thank you to Scott Winter for editing this. And we should thank each other for our edits. Thanks, guys. Look for the next episode of Modern Story Podcast, Tearing Up Roots, with our brilliant Talia McWright, Julia Sandberg, and Ella Edstrom. And lastly, that's not you. My Sorry, guys. <laughs> Anyways, pause. Break. <laughs> All right. This has to, this cannot, we can't break between these. I know. Yep. So just start on that. Just go yeah. for it, Gabe. And lastly, go tell your mom, dad, and roommate about Modern Story. Go tell your hairdresser, your next-door neighbor, and your Target self-checkout employee. And your vegan butcher, and the guy that orders water at the Starbucks drive-thru every morning. Oh, and also your yarn specialist. Don't forget your defense attorney, your local alpaca shearsman, and your great uncle once removed. <laughs> do 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 do